This, good morning. This is Danger Dan here in a remote studio in southern Mexico in a town called Tapachula. I uh, just got done with the Mezcal Moto Rally this weekend, and I thought I would just fucking do a recap on myself here. Uh, so that's what we're going to do today. Uh, this is going to cover the past four days, I guess. So, yeah, dude, the Mezcal Motor Rally was a fucking screaming success. There was a couple of, uh, you know, there were some close calls, as you can expect, racing through Mexico. And uh, and I will cover all that, even the winners. Uh, it, it was, I can't thank Nick and his wife, uh, Amanda, the camera crew, all the other racers, um, I mean, it was an amazing weekend. So here's my take. That was Extermination Day with Thou Shall Not Hassle. Thank you, Heavy Clothing. Check out Heavy at BigCartel.com, dude. Um, dude, this show, like all shows, is brought to you by MCShopTees.com, your T-shirt of the month club. The only way to support every local motorcycle shop, dude. Every month you get a T-shirt featuring a different shop from around the country. Uh, one-off, limited art that is only available through MCShopTees.com. Uh, each T-shirt comes with a postcard that tells you about the shop, what they specialize in, and where they are located. This month's featured shop is B&B Racing out of Metairie, Louisiana. These are the guys that recently built the motor in my brakeless tank shift race bike, uh, 45 flathead. They've done my, my chopper motor a couple of times now, and they're fucking just stellar people. And I'm really stoked to finally you know, get them in on an MC shop team. So I hope you're already signed up. If you're not signed up yet, go sign up so you don't miss next month's shop. I will release who that shop's going to be shortly. MCShopTees.com. We got men, women's, and kids cuts. So get signed up, dude. Uh, and this show is also supported by listeners like you. That's right. Go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. There's a Patreon support tab where you can support this show. Help me put gas in my tank so I can keep going down the road. It's an amazing thing. I use it to buy microphones and, you know, it just keeps this show happening and it's listeners like you. Uh, thanks to Lowbrow Customs, they support me and they will support you as well too. Check them out at lowbrowcustoms.com, dude. And I have a $100 gift card to give away from them to one of my lucky patrons. I do this every month. We give away a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs. Those fuckers are amazing. They also give me a package to send to all the shops that we feature with MC Shop Tees. Super rad thing, and I appreciate them, so check them out. Uh, dude, I've given away some badass shit over the years. We've given away a bunch of knives made by Nick because that motherfucker is a legend. A couple years ago, we gave away a trip to Nepal. That's right. Thanks to MotorcycleSherpa.com. Dude, we're going back in November. Scroll back, listen to the Motorcycle Sherpa podcast where I talk about climbing the stairway to heavens with a group of great people on some motorcycles. It was fucking awesome. We're going back in November. 
So go to MotorcycleSherpa.com and sign up now for that beginning of November trip to the Stairway to Heaven so you do not miss out. That trip is going to fill up. Uh, Man, dude, let's get into this fucking podcast right now. Check. All right. So, found out recently, a couple of minutes ago, uh, dude, these microphones require a t-shirt. So, I bypassed that and I hung it off my hair. Oh, uh, man. So, right now I'm in Tal- Tapachula. And I uh, got a fucking shitty little hotel right here in the middle of town. They have a little place to gate my bike up. It should be fine. I didn't really give a fuck by the time I got here. Uh, dude, I was just stoked to get off that motherfucker. It's been, a fuck, it's been a long four days. And it got hot as shit today. But I want to start back at the beginning, dude. Because uh, this, you know, I've been talking about the Mezcal Moto Rally since 2019. Uh, the first one kind of got delayed, you know, the world happened and, uh, we didn't do it. So what a fucking amazing experience. Uh, it really was awesome. And you guys need to pay attention because whenever they announce the dates or decide to do it again, I, you know, I don't know what the, the, uh, what the consensus is after the whole experience, you know, are they, are they going to do it again? I imagine, I imagine so. Uh, you know, on the last podcast, Nick talked about how he'd love to have 50 people involved. And I think that's do- as long as they can figure out the logistics, you know, putting, finding the places for everybody and, uh, you know, sponsors to help cover all the fucking expenses that go along with putting on something like this. Uh, so the race started at the Capitol building in Austin, seven o'clock Friday morning, uh, so I want to talk about what I did to get ready to prepare for this race. Uh, I did nothing. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I really didn't do much. The last minute I decided, oh, I should put new tires on and a battery and oil my chain. That, that's like, I thought about replacing the chain, but dude, it doesn't have that many miles on it. And the battery was fine too. I'm just paranoid about fucking batteries. So I put a new battery, and I didn't go like get a good battery from Brown Cycles, like the smart move would have been. I just went down to Batteries and Bulbs and got a battery. I got some Motos Adventure tires, uh, which are pretty fucking rad tires, and they they still look good, and they've got a lot of pavement on them. Uh, so I put those tires on, and I did this on like Wednesday, and at that point, I. I literally, I mounted, I had the bike on the center stand, pulled the wheels off, took them to my motorcycle shop, uh, DRD, and I had them put the tires on. I brought them back to the house, stuck the wheels back on, and just started loading the bike. No fucking test run. No like, hey, run it down the road. Make sure you 
put the rear axle in straight. Now, I didn't do any of that. I did adjust the chain, oiled it, checked the fucking fluids. The, the oil was really low, and so was the coolant, which is very disappointing because it hasn't done much but sit since it was serviced by a dealership. So that, that's awesome. But luckily, I checked it. I got everything topped off, and I started loading the bike. And I loaded it probably, I don't know, five times, took it off, repacked it, you know, just debating on what to bring, what not to bring. At this point, I have used everything I brought except for one pair of socks and one pair, one underwear. Yeah, yeah, I got, so I got fucking fresh ones. Um... That's good. I'm trying to know when I'm going to use those, but I'm sure they'll come in handy at some point. I, I generally, when I take off my socks or my underwear, I fucking wash them immediately and then dry them and put on another pair. I got like two sets I just rotate through. Uh, so I feel like I did pretty good on the... Oh, I packed a bunch of stickers that I was going to like give, you know, at the checkpoints, but I haven't... I've got all the checkpoints I've gone through so far, they just waved me through. So anyways, Thursday comes. I'm going to roll down... Uh, to Austin and, you know, see what happens. And I did. I rolled down there. The hand-built show was happening. So I hit up Lichter. I hit up my good biologist friend, Chris. And uh, they went to this crazy party at the castle. Oh, I was like, before I, as soon as I got there, I went to the hand-built show. And none of the builders or anybody I knew was there. But there was a bunch of people gathered around the bridge. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized they're there to watch the bats fly out. And as long as I've been going to Austin, I've never seen that. So I did the tourist thing and hung out and watched the bats fly out. It was, uh, it was awesome. You know, it wasn't like a million bats all flew out at once and like turned the sky black like I was hoping. But it was still fucking cool. So saw that. Then I hooked up with the boys and went to this party at this castle. And, you know, Lichter wouldn't give me... He, Lichter just kind of fucking highballed me and, you know, told me he was at some sweet party, but didn't invite me, didn't give me any fucking directions, drop me a pin or nothing. And I didn't ask for that, but, you know, I'm like, damn, dude, you're at a party at a castle and you're not even going to invite me? So I hit up somebody else that I know, my friend Chris, dude, and oh my God, was it, it's always good to see him, but what the fuck is that? Is there a grasshopper in my room? Anyways, Chris, Chris fucking, he dropped me a pin like that. No problems. So I fucking get on my bike. I roll over there. And I climbing up these hills in this neighborhood. And then, bam, I roll into like six brand new BMW R16 cruisers, dude. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, they look fucking good. You know, the lights off the houses glowing off the chrome. I mean, they're just basic black and chrome bikes, which is like the baddest fucking that's, that's just the best, anyways. So I see him. I kind of jump in the pack. I'm in the behind him. Not in the pack. I'm at the back. And we roll up, and I know they're going to the same spot. And we get to the like where the party's at, and there's like, you know, security people out at the front, and they kind of stop all these dudes. And I'm like, oh, this is why Lichter didn't invite me because he knows that it's like invite only or something. Anyways, I see somebody on the BMW with their helmet on, like motioned to the rest of the BMWs. Well, I had already nosed up in that group, so I just owned it. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm with these guys. 
and they got the clear, and we fucking rolled in. And then sure enough, I'm parking next to one of these BMWs, and off comes a helmet, and it's fucking Cody Jones, dude, with his rock and roll purple hair and his hot wife with her blonde. I was just like, no way, dude. And Dump Truck was in the group. Uh, this other girl I met, oh, I can't think of her name, blonde girl. And then this, uh, this fucking uh, drag bike racer named Destiny. So anyways, that was cool that that's who I ran into and got into the party and said hello to everybody. They had, you know, dude, there was like a Gatling gun behind the front door pointed at the fucking Capitol. I mean, this was a legit fucking castle overlooking the city of Austin, you know, with all the, the uh, you know, all the builders and people involved with the handbuilt show. It was cool. I got to see Mark Boucher at BMW and, and met some of the people that he works with and... Uh, Dude, it was great. It was a great way to come down. And everybody kept asking me, like, you know, or saying they'd see me at the show tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to. I'm leaving tomorrow. See the Capitol over there? Because you could just see it shining bright in the skyline. I'm like, I'm fuck. That's the starting line for the race I'm in in the morning, which, which is so cool to even be able to say that. Yeah, that's the starting line for a race where I'm going to Oaxaca, Mexico. So that was rad. Uh, but nobody was like, hey, where are you staying? You want to come sleep at our hotel? We've got a couch or a fucking bed or nothing. Uh, so what I did, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you guys now. Uh, so I went back to the Bat Bridge. I told Rob, I was like, dude, he, Rob asked me, Moto Stuka, what, what I was going to do before the night, before the, the race started, because he invited me to come stay at his house. And I was like, now I'm going to stay in Austin and sleep with the street people, you know, because in Austin they just let you camp wherever. They've cleaned that up a lot. But I just went ahead and slept right there by the bats. I went back to that bridge and pulled out my fucking mat, and threw down, slept right there on the ground, and then woke up and went to this really nice hotel and got coffee and used a restroom. And Dude, I was the first one there besides Nick, you know. Nick was there all set up with his stuff. He had coffee and tacos and... Uh, it was it was super rad to see him. It was and he had a couple people there already filming. The sun hadn't even come up yet, dude. This capital was just glowing, and I was so fucking excited. Uh, oh, but I didn't tell you the fucking the best part about all this. So when I went to Austin on Friday on my way down there, my bike just started throwing all the codes, like anti lock brakes. No traction control, triangle thing, the fucking ride modes thing was just flashing with a fucking exclamation mark. And, and you, you know, it was like riding it in rain mode. Uh, and it wouldn't go, like, once you got to 90, it would do something, the throttle would not, you know, it's in limp mode. Fucking limp mode. That's what, that's what I was getting at. I just, I put the wheels back on the bike. And started loading it, and then when I pulled it off the center stand, I, I went to Austin, and this all happened immediately. I'm like, when I stopped to get gas, I turned it off, turned it back on. I'm like, no way is this going on. And I knew that, you know, when I put new tires on, uh, or not even these tires, but when I put the other tires I had on, they have to do a flash depending on whether you've got street or dirt tires. This new bike thing, is it's, it's new to me. Uh, but, you know, these are... I put on some more aggressive tires, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, so 
Come Friday morning, yeah, the bike's still in limp mode. That's how I have to start the races in limp mode. So I hadn't gotten the challenges or anything. But anyways, everybody shows up, right? I'm not, you, know, you hear me. I'm just making up excuses. But that's how the race started for me is I was in limp mode. Now I want to introduce you to the racers and their bikes. Uh, I'm, I'm reading this off of MezCalMotoRally.com. And this is in the order that it's on there. Uh, Amanda is at the top with a 2016 Yamaha XSR 900. And she's been riding for years and has traveled across U.S. and Mexico. Now, her pack setup, she had like a, I don't think she had saddlebags. I think she just had a big tour pack on the back of that. And then you got George. George was on a 2019 BMW S1000XR. That thing was fucking fast, dude. He's been riding six years, and he's traveled across U.S., Thailand, and Costa Rica. Then you got our good friend Robert. Robert was riding a 1992 BMW R100 GSPD, and that bike is fucking bad. He's been riding... Forever, and he's traveled U.S. and Mexico. The next rider is Nick on a 2008 BMW R1200 GS. Been riding 25 plus years, and he's traveled across U.S., Mexico, Turkey, Italy, and Germany. Damn, Nick. Daniel was on a 2017 Harley-Davidson Road King Special, and he has traveled across U.S. and Mexico. Adrian, he was on a 2019 BMW R1250 GS. He's been riding 10 plus years and has ridden across US and Mexico. Chris was on a 2015 CPO Street Glide, 13 plus years of riding, and he's traveled across America. And his bike had fucking air ride front and back. It had like a a 36-inch front wheel, dude, a center stand, a true adventure bike. Fran was on a 2019 Triumph Tiger 1200. He's been riding for three years and has traveled across eight states. Sebastian, damn, you look stunning in this photo. Uh, he was on a 2019 Triumph Scrambler 1200XE. I do not think that's what's in this picture. Uh, he's traveled across U U.S., Latin America, and Europe. Wow. Brendan was on a 2012 BMW G650GS Sertau. He was riding three years. And he's traveled across Vietnam, Guatemala, Ecuador, and Mexico. Manuel was on a 2019 Triumph Scrambler XE. And he has traveled across the U.S. Todd was on a 2004 BMW R1100S. He's been riding 35 plus years. Traveled across U.S., Mexico, and Costa Rica. And everybody was on time, dude. And we fired up the fucking bikes. And... You know, it was kind of funny. We took, I wasn't sure how this was going to go. You know, like, what are these guys going to do? Because we're at the Capitol. There's a lot of lights we got to go through just to get to the highway. You know, are we going to 
Are we going to play it cool? Are we going to fucking, are we going to run all these lights? Like, are we just go like, you know, how is this going to shake out? You know, I've never ridden with any, except for Rob. Rob's definitely stopping at the lights. So, you know, I was really curious as to what we were getting into. And, you know, Nick pulls out. He's kind of, you know, he fires up his bike. He, he rolls out. I roll right behind him. And I've decided I'm just going to like, I'm just kind of go with it, you know? Um, really, my plan at this point, uh, I, had, I had gotten, we got this sweet little book. All right, I'm going to read you the excerpt out of the book now, too. This will be good. So we got these little, like, uh, passport books for the Mezcal Moto Rally. And in the books, here it had like a, it was like a diary entry. Friday, April 8th, 2022. Today is the first day of the Mezcal Moto Rally. The MMMR is a three-day motorcycle race from Austin, Texas to Oaxaca, Mexico. The race is divided into three legs. The first leg, day one, is from Austin to Saltillo. The distance is about 450 miles and will take approximately nine hours to complete. Day two will take me from Saltillo to San Miguel. San Miguel de Alendenda. I should have asked how to say that. In the state of Guanajuato, the distance of day two ride is 380 miles and should take me about eight hours to complete. The final leg of the race will take me deep into Mexico from San Miguel de Alendenda all the way. I'm just going to say San Miguel from here on out. From, from uh, San Miguel all the way to the city of Oaxaca. The last leg will be the longest ride, almost 500 miles, and will take me more than 10 hours of riding. If all goes according to plan, I will ride more than 1,300 miles in three days, covering more than or at least seven states in an international border. Then I'll have a glass of Mezcal and figure out how I'm going to get back home. The Mezcal Moto Rally is a rally race, but not the kind of race you win by being fast. This race is designed to test me as a moto rider and a traveler. The Mezcal Moto Rally is a three-day test of endurance, strength, and wit. It's pretty good, right? Uh, there are 12 other racers riding the MMR with me. We will have the opportunity to complete challenges throughout our journey and acquire points. Points will be added to my point sheet in real time as I send in videos of myself completing the challenges. Then at the end of each day, all the racers arrive to the designated checkpoint, the hotel or house where the group will lodge where we will have a big Mezcal party, joined by cool people from the cities where we are visiting. At the daily parties, once all racers have arrived, the racers' points will be announced and a winner of the day will be offered a prize. Daily winners will be announced for all three legs of the race, and once all points are calculated on the final day in Oaxaca, the rally champion will be named. Day one, wit. I'll be departing Texas today on my moto, headed south. My mission for the day is to get to the Saltillo checkpoint before 7 p.m., and try to gather as many rally points and see as much cool stuff as possible. I expect the ride to go smoothly. The weather is ideal and my bike is running fine, but 
you never know. I really need to keep an eye on my fuel level. That would be the lamest way to start this ride if I ran out of gas. Did everybody else's fucking pamphlet say that? Okay, I'm deciding right now I will not run out of gas. First thing, I need to get to the border. Billy Webbend, the road crew, Billy Webbin and the road crew are going to be at a border crossing called Columbia. This is pretty close to Laredo. I basically need to head south on I-35 and go all the way to mile marker 24 and then make a right on Texas 255. I think there's also a big sign there off I-35 that says Camino Columbia. I can't forget when I get to the border crossing, I need to have $3.50 to get across the bridge. That's it. Then I just ride into Mexico. Once I cross the border and I am in Mexico, the first thing I'm going to encounter is the Mexico Customs and Inspection Station. I drive through the lane. I'm either going to see a green light or a red light. If green, then I'm going to drive on through. Go to the parking lot and get my visa. But if I get the red, then I'll be told to pull into the inspection area and the customs officers will look through my stuff and ask me a bunch of questions about my reasons for traveling. I will not tell them that I am here for a race. I am just here for tourism. All the border stuff is pretty easy. I got the 180-day visa. It costs about... $25 in the vehicle permit. I did that online beforehand. The road leaving the Columbia border crossing is long and empty, and it seems like a long driveway. As I'm exiting the customs area, there's a little security hut on the other side of the road. That's where I need to cancel my vehicle permit when I'm exiting Mexico. That's exactly where me and Nick and Alan canceled ours. This, by the way, I'm reading this. This is all printed in this thing, right? Like, I didn't write this. Once I get to the end of the road, there's a highway, Federal Number 2. I turn left here and follow the signs towards Monterey. There are two concerns on this road until I get to the first toll booth, police and thieves. I will not speed on this road unless someone tries to rob me. I'm also going to stay with at least one or two other racers until we get to that toll booth. Man, once I get to that toll booth, I can finally speed up and relax a little. Between the border crossings and that weird little section of Danger Zone Road, I'm a little tense for sure. It feels good now, though. It feels like I'm really in Mexico now. There was also this inspection station just before the first toll booth. I slow down as I drive through. The officer just asked to see my visa and vehicle permit. I need to keep these docks easily accessible. Once I'm on the toll road, it's a straight shot to Monterey. There's a great place to stop for fuel and meat just past the second toll booth. It's a big orange building with a church's chicken sign. I had to turn around to get there after the toll booth, but good thing I saved my toll receipt. The name of the gas and meat store is Rancho. They have ATM machine there, and I can take out 400,000 pesos. Gas, meat, and cash. I'm really starting to feel good about today. From here, I really start to see the landscape change. The mountains that were in the distance are now around me. 
The mountaintops look like they have lines of marching men and camels. The elevation is getting high. I feel my ears starting to pop gradually. My body and mind are changing with the landscape. I see a sign for Saltillo. I'm only a couple of hours away from my mezcal party. So in my book, once, once, once I read all this, right, I flip the page again, and then it's blank. Okay? Right? So the morning of the race, I get this little booklet, and I look at this shit. I'm like, I, I kind of like, I did, this is the first time I've read it. <laughs> I, I scanned through it, and I took pictures of it, and I sent it to Nick. Because I didn't see any list of challenges, so I thought, oh, it's like, a, it's like a riddle, right? Or maybe I didn't even think that. Maybe I just assumed it was in there. Anyways, I took pictures of it, and I sent it to Nick. I'm like, hey, Nick, a little help here, bud. Help me decide what challenges to do. So then I'm going down the road, and I go past fucking San Antonio. And, and the first thing I'm doing is going to Laredo Harley-Davidson to get my fucking motorcycle flashed, which is not, I mean, it's, it's on the way. I want to, it's, it's right there. So anyways, I'm like, stop to get my first tank of gas. And I'm past San Antonio. I'm like 30, 45 minutes from Laredo Harley-Davidson. And I call up Nick because Nick hasn't sent me a, t- he hasn't sent me nothing. And I'm like, I know Nick's up. It's fucking, at this point, it's like nine o'clock, dude. He's been up for like five hours at this point, dude. So I call him up. I'm like, so what's up? He's like, I didn't see any challenges in there. And I'm like, he was like, maybe you're supposed to run out of gas. And I'm like, fucking surely that's not a challenge is run out of gas. He's like, well, it says something about running out of gas in there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe it is riddles. So at that point, I'm like, well, I'm not fucking doing these challenges if I have to run out of gas, dude. I'm likely to run out of gas anyways, you know? So as we're talking, I fucking turn the page again. And then, bam, rally challenges for day one. Okay, so now... I'm going to read you the rally challenges for day one. And when I first read these, I was about 30. I was maybe less than an hour away from Laredo Harley-Davidson. First challenge, 20 points. First to arrive to Saltillo Checkpoint. Well, I'm fucking going to a dealership to plug my bike into a fucking computer. That's not happening. Second challenge, 10 points. Second to arrive at Saltillo Checkpoint. Yeah, probably not fucking happening. Ten points. Challenge three. Video of Austin City Skyline. Already fucking passed it. Challenge four. Ten points. Video of San Antonio City Skyline. Already fucking passed it. Ten points. Buy a Texas gas station souvenir for Saltillo person. Okay, now. When I read this, I saw souvenir for Saltillo person. I didn't see the gas. So I read this and I was like, sick, I'm going to buy something at the Harley dealership, right? Like, how cool to, you know, give them fucking Harley souvenir. Anyways, I get to the fucking Harley dealership, then I read that. I'm like, fuck, no problem. I'll get it, you know, I still have to get gas. Next challenge, 10 points, catch up to the support van and buy Billy a cup of coffee before the border. Live location will be shared. Uh, I don't even know how they share that. I'm sure it was on WhatsApp. I did not. That's out of the question. I'm having, I have to go to Laredo to plug my fucking bike into a computer. Next challenge, 10 points. 
selfie of you in a field of blue bonnets. At this point, I'm not feeling very fucking flowery, you know, like I'm going to a dealership to plug my bike into a computer. Next challenge, 10 points. Video of crossing the border into Mexico. I'm like, dude, I got that. That's easy, right? I'm crossing the border into Mexico. I pull my phone out. I'm like, dude, I'm like, sick, dude, I got the video. I'm like, completing my first fucking challenge. Like, it is done, right? Uh, and then I, I go in further and I get to the fucking visa place and realize that I didn't press record. So I didn't get that fucking challenge either. Uh, next challenge, 10 points. Buy a braid of, okay, this is, I'm going to read this word for word. Buy a braid of for the Friday night party. Yeah, I know, me neither. I don't know what the fuck that was talking about. I did find out later. Maybe I'll remember to tell you once we get there. Next challenge, 10 points. Recover the animal skull from Rudy. At this point, I don't even give a fuck who Rudy is. Because once again, I'm going to the dealership. Uh, 25 points. Oh, okay, dude. This is this. This is, and it's a big fucking, there's a bunch of shit here. I'm like, 25 points. I'm going to need 25 points because I can't get any of these other ones. Go to B's Mexican. I'm like, oh, sick. I love Mexican restaurants. And we're going to Mexico. Go to B's Mexican restaurant in San Antonio. God damn it. Find the man with a mustache and sport coat, and he will have a taco for you between 8.30 and 9 and a package to deliver to Mexico. Yeah, don't get that one either. Next challenge, 10 points. Take the Libre from Monterey to Saltillo. At this point, I don't know what the fuck the Libre is, so I send Nick a message like, Nick, dude, figure out what the Libre is. Last challenge for 10 points, deliver a bottle of Mezcal from Texas to the Friday night party. So first stop, Laredo Harley-Davidson. Now, if you remember last time I went to Mexico, we got our permits and we never canceled them. So the, with the last day left, me, Nick, and Al threw the bikes in my truck, drove straight to Laredo Harley-Davidson, offloaded the bikes, crossed at Columbia, and canceled our shit and went back to the dealership and all those guys were showing up. Dude, they were stoked, uh, you know, to see the choppers and we talked and we, you know, we followed each other on the gram. Anyway, so when I pull up on the Pan America, bam, dude, they're like, they're stoked. I'm stoked. I'm like, sick. This is going to work out. I talked to the service guy. He doesn't give a fuck who Danger Dan is or what Danger Dan's doing or about any fucking race. He doesn't care that I'm fixing to lose to a bunch of beamers. He's like, Nah, dude, I got to fix this old man's trike. So I just I just politely say, yes, no problem. Uh, and I walk outside. At that point, I was just going to leave. You know, like, I don't know that the flash is going to do anything. And at this point, the bike, I can still go 90. Like, you know, I'm not going to set any fucking land speed records, but I probably don't need to go much faster than that in Mexico. The problem is, is like, when, when I needed to get on it, you know, like when you got a short bit of time you want to go around somebody before a turn you know when you can't do that it's not you know it sucks but what's worse than that is when you forget that you can't do that and then you go for the pass anyways and then you're like in that commitment space where like oh shit you know like this doesn't have enough balls to do what I need it to do right now but I'm already you know we're already there so that's really what I want to fix. And sure enough, dude, those guys, 
that I met the time before they walked in there and they were like, dude, ride your bike in this motherfucker and let's plug it into the computer. And I was like, sick. Roll in there. They only have one tech on hand. There's like 13 or 14 lifts. They've all got bikes in various states if not put together. And that dude looks like he is busy as fuck. So I just park it. I don't say nothing. 15 minutes goes by. He's fucking around with somebody else's goddamn trike, dude. And uh, he finally comes up and he's like, all right, what are we doing here? And I'm like, dude, just fucking plug it into the computer and do whatever the computer stuff does. Like, we don't, like, I'm leaving. We're not taking anything apart. You know, like, let's just see if we can plug it in and go. Because at this point, we're not going to touch anything physical because it's working good enough for me to keep going. And that's what we're going to do. So we do that. We plug it in. Sick, dude. I turn it on in there and all the lights look good. I'm like, sick. No fucking codes. No limp mode. I load up all my shit and I take off and immediately goes back into limp mode. And I didn't even want to like bum them out and be like, it's not fucking, you know, I'm just like, whatever, you know? So, fuck, dude. I can't remember this, this the fucking one guy's name. Anyways, they're, they're stoked about this race. And I show them my challenges. I'm like, dude, I got to get a gas station souvenir and a bottle of fucking Mezcal. So this dude was like, fuck it. I'm going with you. We're going to Boys Town, dude. So he jumped on in a car. He jumped off a bike and got in the car, and I, we went down there to the border. So at this point, now I'm crossing in Laredo. So I didn't even cross in Colombia, uh, where they had everything, like, spelled out and ready to go. I cross in Laredo. Or before we cross, we go to, like, a, a the fucking liquor store. And I'm buying some duty-free Mezcal. They've got one bottle of Mezcal in there. I'm like, that's, you know, I'm buying that. So then I go to buy it, and they're like, and I'm like, all right, I got to get gas after this. And they're like, oh, no, once you leave this store with the liquor, you have to go into Mexico. You can't go get gas. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? All right, just leave. You hold on to the Mezcal. I go get gas. Come back. Pick up the Mezcal at the window. Roll it up. Well, during that, I didn't even get the fucking gas station souvenir because I just wasn't fucking thinking. So I blew that one. I blew all of them, dude. But I got that fucking bottle of Mezcal, rolled it up, stuck it in my dry bag on my tour pack with my computer and all my fucking battery stuff, dude, which what a terrible idea. Luckily, nothing happened. So anyways, I get that situated and roll in, dude. And now I, you know, I had a vehicle permit. I just needed to get my visa stamped. Uh, so I just asked somebody. Oh, and I got the red light, dude. They fucking, I had to pack my bike again, dude, for like, at this point, it's like the 10th time probably. Uh, pulled out all the, all the bags, dude, this lady. And she literally, she didn't even look in them. She literally just like pulled everything, uh, like made it all separate, you know, just was like looking at me and taking everything apart so that none of it would go back in the way that it was. I was like, oh, but I was just being nice as can be, you know, whatever. You're just doing your job. I'm sure I look like I would be bringing drugs or guns into Mexico. So, and the whole time my fuck, I'm trying to keep my shirt over my knife made by Nick on my hip. I'm like, oh, this will be great, dude. Fucking having to give up this fucking new knife at the border, dude. But uh, no, they didn't care. So they pointed me. I had to go, like, circle back by the river, go down and get my visa stamped. 
And the dude fucking, you know, it was like 15 bucks. I don't know what it was, really. But he does all this shit, and he gives me my, my uh, passport back. And I'm like, did you fucking stamp it? And he was like, and he looks through it, and he's like, oh, shit. And he stamps it, and I'm like, dude, I've been fucked up. Make it to the southern border, and they're like, you never even came in this motherfucker, dude. Anyway, so I got that situated. Now, hit the road. But I'm like, <clears throat> you know, I'm not in Colombia. <clears throat> I don't, you know, I was right there in the Wave of Laredo. Oh, dude. So then I started thinking about that fucking bomb or those, the fucking firefight that happened a couple weeks ago. So now I'm like looking for the American consulate building that they threw the fucking grenade in. And uh, I didn't find it. I didn't find it. So I jump on the road, dude, and now it's like, all right, finally, dude, and my buddy Greg hooked me up with a bunch of pesos, Randall hooked me up with a bunch of dollar bills, I'm like, I'm just set on go at this point, I'm finally in, dude, I open it up, dude, and fucking just hammer that limp mode, dude, <laughs> it's like rolling 90 down the fucking, uh, I got on the toll road and just hit it, man, uh, and it was pretty easy getting out of the way of Laredo, uh, you know, now I'm on my way to Monterey. Now, at this point, I'm not gonna get first or second, so I'm not getting I'm not getting any points. I got the bottle of mezcal. That's the, that's the only points I'm getting for the day. So I'm like, I'm not in race mode. Like literally, the race mode, fucking really. I lost it at the gas station when I realized that I didn't read the fucking challenge points until I was past half the challenges. So. You know, there was this place I wanted to go to in uh, Monterey. The last time we went through Monterey, it was just such a fucking cool town. And we we just, like, took the highways through it. Like, sometimes we were on the toll road. So I don't even know what, how we went through last time. But we just, like, went down a highway and then we went from one side to the other. And it was rad, but we didn't get to, like, you know, we didn't go to the city center or, like, check out anything. But anyways, I looked into Monterey a little bit. And there was this, like, this bitchin', like, neighborhood that's, like, painted all these bright colors and you could like see I remember seeing the houses like going up the mountains dude I mean Monterey like sits in the valley of these giant mountains on either side dude and there's crazy architecture everywhere and then there's just like you know kind of like you've seen pictures of Mexican houses on the fucking hillside where they're just like all different colors and since they're all at different levels you can see the sides of all of them I wanted to go over there and like get a sweet photo with the Pan Am in that neighborhood so that's what I did. I uh, I got I went straight through fucking Monterey. No highway, man. Like, you know, at this point it was like early in the day, but it was Friday. It was fucked. The bike got hot as shit, and I'm riding around. And I get to that neighborhood, and man, it was so fucking beautiful. But I didn't find any place to like take a photo. So I found a fucking bar and ate some tacos and drank a Tupelo Chico, and uh, and it was amazing. And then I got on the fucking freeway, and I guess at that point, oh, yeah, Nick told me. He was like, Libre means free. So then I realized, like, the Libre to, from Monterey to uh, Saltillo is not the toll road. So, But the neighborhood was closer to the toll road, and when we rode there the last time, I rode the fucking Libre. We did that on the choppers. So, you know, once again, I'm, I mean... I'm not in race mode this one. I went and saw the neighborhood. It was funny. I was talking to Amanda about it because I saw her at a gas station before I went into Monterey. 
you know, and asked her if she wanted to go. And she's like, oh, fuck, no, I'm going straight to Saltillo. Well, I talked to her later on. I'm like, oh, sick. I went to that neighborhood that I wanted to go to. And she was like, oh, did you know that that's the most dangerous fucking neighborhood in Monterey? And I'm like, <laughs> all I can think about was that TV show me and my wife used to watch and how I had to stop letting her watch that show because I was going to Mexico. And, uh, yeah, I was like, no, I mean, I said, yeah, I guess I know that that's, of course, that's where I would want to go is the most dangerous place in Mexico uh, and not even realize that that's what I'm doing. But, uh, you know, it was perfectly fine. And then, oh, and then, oh, so I forgot. So there was another spot I marked where I found a fucking a dirt road that looked like it might go from Monterey to Saltillo. And I was like, that's the Libre way, you know, like you want to talk about riding free, dude. Fuck your pavement. I'm climbing this mountain. So I did that, and it was sick, dude. It was like, went through this, like, crazy fucking rock park where there was, like, people hanging out in the dry riverbeds taking photos, and, like, they were, like, climbing the rock fucking structures with the with the ropes and shit. And then uh, next thing you know, I'm, like, on this dry riverbed road headed to Saltillo. I'm, like, the, it was so fucking sick. It was, like, this is going to be epic. First ride in New Mexico, I cross a mountain, uh, but I didn't. It just kept going down lower and lower until it was like washed out, fucked up, and I just turned around and went back and got on the toll road and zipped it over to Saltillo. And by the time I showed up in Saltillo, I was the a fucking Rob beat me, dude. I was the very last person to show up, and uh, but I had a great time. Like the first day was killer, and you know, going through Monterey, going to that neighborhood, checking out the dirt road. Uh, it was cool. Now, the winner of the first day was George. Congratulations, George. He was on a BMW, that BMW XR. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what he did. You know, I don't know if he got there first or second or whatever, but he got the, he got the most, he got the most points the first day, George. Good job. So the second day was from Saltillo to San Miguel. And let's just, let's report back to our booklet here. Day two, strength. This will be the shortest day of the rally, unless you're Danger Dan. But it will <laughs> include some of the most, oh, all right, once again, I'm going to read this word for word. This will be the shortest day of the rally, but it will include some of the most difficult challenges. It will include some of the most difficult challenges. My day will start at about 6 a.m. I'll depart Saltillo by 7 a.m. I'll have a cup of coffee before leaving the hotel. The morning is fresh, cool, and feels dry. I leave the hotel and head south, first down Highway 54. This is not a toll road. This is the Libre. I'll take Highway 54 for about 20 kilometers, then take Highway 57 south towards Matanha. There is a fuel station near the corner of 54 and 57. Once I get on 57, it's pretty straightforward. I just need to remember not to go through Matahala. I need to take the toll road around Matahala. God, I wish I knew how to say that. 
the toll road. The toll road that points the direction of San Luis Potosi. The section of road leaving Saltillo, Highway 54, is not very long, but it is one of the prettiest roads I've ever ridden, especially early in the morning. I hope it's dry Saturday morning. The road gets a little slippery when from the morning dew. Actually, maybe it's Highway 57, not 54. Also, if I'm a little hungover from the night before, the Torta place on the toll road at the Matala Pass has an espresso machine. Okay, so this is going to be the rally day number two challenges. Ten points. Take the Libre to Metahala. Ten points. Eat El Murillo flour tortillas. Ten points. What kind of car was the dead lady driving? Ten points. Have a skateboard down the hill on Highway 54. Ten points. Stop for a torta and mezcal on the toll road just outside of Matahala. Matahala. Man, I know I'm fucking saying that wrong. Ten points. Find hot sauce for Saturday night party. Ten points. What Billy's favorite? What's Billy's favorite beer? It's Indio. Oh, Billy was a trip, man. I wish everybody could meet that guy. Now, for 20 points, 20 points goes to the first person to arrive at the San Miguel checkpoint. 10 points goes to the second person to arrive. 10 points if you have a beer at the brothel in Dolores Hidalgo. 10 points to find the best taco in San Miguel. 10 points, what's the bartender's name at the best bar in San Miguel? 10 points to Jance to the Duke Box. 10 points beat Katie at arm wrestling. 10 points video of Magooey Plant. And then my favorite challenge of the whole trip. 25 points. It's going to add at least two and a half hours to your day of riding. But Real de Catorce is kind of worth it. This is one of, the, one of Mexico's most magical towns. Mexico has about... A hundred registered Pueblo magician, Pueblos Magicos. Real is probably the coolest. All you need to do is get the rally points. Is all you need to do to get the rally points is to get a video of your ride through the tunnel. But while you're there, you might as well check out Catina Tabareres. They might be closed though. Okay, so day two. Oh man, it seems like that was so long ago. I'm trying to think of what our accommodations were. Oh, we stayed at this fucking beautiful place in Saltillo. And there was a mariachi band. There was two different groups of people cooking tacos. There was tons of mezcal. Uh, So years ago, there was like this uh, coordinated effort to uh, join the city of Saltillo with the city of Austin. They are technically sister cities, as these people would say. And there was ambassadors from Saltillo and ambassadors from Texas. And they exchanged things and they helped each other do events. And uh, to this day, Saltillo throws a party in honor of Austin, Texas every year. Pretty cool, right? Well, the ambassadors of this program were there. 
and it was a beautiful thing, man. Uh, showed up. Everybody was already fucking drunk by the time I got there. Like, literally, they, well, maybe they weren't all drunk, but they had all had plenty of mezcal at this point. And, you know, I was just stoked to have made it before the sun went down, and I was excited. It was a beautiful evening. Tacos were great. Uh, tried some mezcal, had a beer, and uh, and I got to talk to Rob for a while. I was so stoked that Rob <clears throat> was there and he beat me, and I was fucking loud. I was literally dead. I think I was dead last the whole time, but that first day I was dead last. And uh, anyways, since I had figured out the challenges, I read the challenges ahead of time. You know what a thought. You know, start the day off knowing what the challenges are. So. But that being said, when I saw the, uh, the challenge go to Real de Catorce, which we, that's what we did on the Desperado run, I'm like, I was kind of wanting to take the Pan Am there. <clears throat> and since it's a challenge, like, that's the only one that I'm concerned with now. On top of that, I did get 10 points. Well, I don't know if I got 10 points because I didn't show anything to prove it, but I knew what Billy's favorite beer was after the first night. And I'll tell you about the best tacos in San Miguel shortly. Uh, so I'm the first one to leave the next morning, dude. I'm fucking so stoked about going to Real. And I, if it, he says in this booklet it's going to take two and a half extra hours, I know it's going to take me more than that because I'm not going in and coming out the same way. My original plan was, was to go the back way that I knew about that we didn't go on the choppers thanks to those old people and the mescaline lady. Uh, so like, well, I'm going to go back that way and then come out the tunnel. Maybe I can meet up with the rest of the people coming in, you know, at the tunnel. But uh, pull up my maps and it's all fucked up. And it's like, says that the highway going from Saltillo to the other side was shut down or something. So I'm like, whatever, I'm, I'm just going to go, go in the tunnel and out the back. And so I just zip on down the road, and then bam. Oh, yeah. And then right out of the gate, dude, right out of the gate. And it was a cool, crisp morning, and it was a beautiful ride right out of the gate. Except for now my fucking throttle started acting up. And it wasn't, the limp mode was still happening, but now it was like a mechanical feature. Like, I'm pretty sure part of hitting that damn truck a couple years ago, like, or hitting that truck last year, you know, that right side, the, the, the hand warmers hasn't been working unless you're twisting the throttle past half turn. Now the fucking throttle's not working if you turn the throttle past half. So I'm pretty sure that's related. So I'm like, no way. So now not only am I in lint mode, I can't even give it enough gas to get to the fucking 92 where it cut. Like, it was a bummer of a morning once all that shit started happening. Like, and now I'm like... Fuck, when I did the Desperado run, I met the guy that told me not to go the back way on the choppers in a town called Venegas, where the lady gave me the peyote. And he told me that he owned the Harley Davidson dealership in San Luis Potosi. So I'm like, all right, that's now, once again, day two, my challenges have been overridden by the need to go to a motherfucking Harley dealership. I'm like, who the fuck am I? And all these people wanted to know why I was fucking wanting to take my chopper. Like, literally, Nick and Nick just couldn't understand why that was even a thought in my head. So, but 
you know, after a couple of gas stops, it warms up. I'm like, fuck it. You know, this thing works good enough to, to do this. So I go to Real and I fucking, I'm out there going down the cobblestone road and I pull out my fucking drone, which I don't normally do, even if I have it on me, but I pull it out. I fucking, I might've got some good video. I, you know, I don't know. I haven't looked at it. And uh, I run, I run down the battery and get the other one in there. I'm like, I'll use this one on the backside. And uh, dude, I fucking go through the tunnel. This time, I just to, for the record, fellas, you're supposed to pay to go through the tunnel. Last year, we just we just went through it. That lady was waving her hands, and I'm like, see ya. But yeah, it cost money. It was it was nothing, you know. I think I gave the ladies a little extra and tipped them, and you know flirted with them a little bit go through the tunnel get to the other side uh man the town was really busy with people uh parked the bike got a fucking topos and some chips and salsa and i wasn't really hungry at this point i was i don't know i think i was i don't know i wasn't that hungry probably because i was fucking a little upset i was having to go to a dealership but, you know, when you're riding, like, off-road, which I did on the Cobblestone Road, and I rode through the fucking desert out there, too, when I was drone filming, you know, you're not... It, it was working, you know. It was going to be okay. So, anyways, I take this fucking road out of Real de Catorce, and it was insane. Now, I don't know if you remember from the Desperado run, but that town is filled with a bunch of old Jeep Willis Jeeps, you know, like, with the fucking straight fours, and they do Jeep tours. Well, they do the Jeep tours down this motherfucking road, and it was so badass. And I don't know if you remember this, but we almost went down it. In the last minute, I decided to turn around and go back up. And if I wouldn't have done that, either I wouldn't be talking right now because I'd be dead, or my chopper would be down at the bottom of that mountain because I didn't have brakes that time on my chopper. So anyways, now I'm hitting it on the Pan America. And it is sick as fuck, dude. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, it was just so beautiful. Oh, and I'm so glad that that road was shut down because it wouldn't have been as beautiful going. I mean, it would have been beautiful going up, but like going down and seeing the view, oh my gosh, it was so sick. And I went by one of those Jeeps, dude. These guys had it propped up on rocks on the side of this fucking goat trail. And they were fixing the oil pan on the motherfucker. So the hole that they were fixing had been spitting oil out all the way coming up that fucking mountain. Anyways, I'm going down. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get a drone shot of this. Like, I've got to. But there wasn't really any good spot to even pull off, and there's fucking Jeeps coming up this thing and going down it, and uh, there's no room, really, to just park and get that shit set up. So I go down a little further. All right, then I get to a spot. I'm like, all right, this is good. So I fucking unload that shit, get the drone up in the air, and I take off, and I go around this bend, and immediately the road has been on the side of these cliffs, dude, this whole time. And as soon as I get the drone in the air and take off, I go around a turn, and then it's fucking trees. And now I'm in the trees. I can't see the fucking drone. I'm trying to fly it and drive the motorcycle. Uh, anyways, I didn't get a very good shot at all. And it was so sick. I mean, I should have just flown it up in the air and taken a picture of the road. But I didn't do that. I, uh, God, I fucked up there. I should have at least taken a picture of that road. Anyhow, um, I'll get better with that. Get down to the bottom of that road and uh, take off, dude. 
Now I'm going to San Luis Potosi, and that's exactly what I did. It was like fucking four hours away or some shit, just going 80, 90 miles an hour down a two-fucking-lane road, uh, passing everything in sight in limp mode. And I get to San Luis Potosi and go straight to the dealership, and this was probably, no, no, this is the coolest fucking Harley dealership I've ever been to. Like, they got the fucking big glass. It's almost like a, a strip mall out front. They got the Harley dealership, and they got a KTM dealership. But to the right of the Harley storefront, there's like a fucking giant garage door and a ramp, and you ride up into the back of this motherfucker. And then they have a giant fucking bar, dude, with chairs and tables and fucking lights, uh, like a full-on fucking Mexican dance bar. It was sick as fuck. Anyways, I, I tell them about my throttle situation, and I take it apart. I get their compressor. I just blow it out thinking maybe there's dirt in there, like just to see if anything was physical damage. And they had a fucking Pan Am in there. So I'm like, hey. Uh, he's like, man, we can fix this. And I'm like, yeah, but I need to leave now. So like, if you don't have the parts, which I know you don't, but they're on that bike, actually. You know, maybe we could. And he was like, I don't know. And I'm like, dude, I met the owner. You know, I started pulling some fucking cards, but uh, it, it wasn't working. So we just put it back together, and uh, I got the fuck out of there. And from there, it was like another, I don't know, another couple hours down to San Miguel. And uh, smooth riding, you know. I think I jumped on the toll road. I didn't do any fucking challenges, you know. I'm just like trying to get there before the sun goes down. And, uh, dude, I pull into San Miguel, and I'm going to find the best tacos in San Miguel, right? And I see this little, like, patio area with a bunch of motorcycles. I'm like, sick. I pull in there, and there's, like, some ladies selling jewelry there. And, and I, go, I go peek in the front door, and I can see all the way down this hallway there's this big window at the back, dude, and I can see, like, the city out. Dude, it was the most bitchin' fucking rooftop patio bar you have ever fucking put your eyes on. And the sun was setting over San Miguel de Allende, and it was fucking magical, dude. I just dropped a pin immediately. I was like, I don't know where you motherfuckers are at, but you should be right here right now. Anyways, I had fucking, I had a uh, margarita and some tacos and some salsa and smoked some cigarettes and just watched the fucking sun go down. It was, it was amazing. And that town is so fucking beautiful. It's amazing, you know, how old and how rich the heritage is down there in Mexico or down here in Mexico. Uh, you know, that town is fucking twice as old as America. Yeah. The town is twice as old as America. And it, it really looks it and feels it. And what was amazing is how fucking clean it is, dude. Like, oh, man. So I eat there. I, I meet up with everybody at the hotel. And, dude, they got this fucking courtyard, like, giant fucking gate, you know, like a castle pool in. Dude, they got the grill going. There's a fucking pool, dude. I immediately just get off my bike and get in the water, dude, like, Stripped down to my undies, and they got fucking cameras everywhere. I'm like, I don't even care. That was the sickest ride ever, and I just had the best tacos and the best view. Honestly, I don't think anybody else should have gotten points for their tacos after seeing what I had. So 
Uh, might be a little late for that one, but that's just personal opinion. Um, and the place was sick, dude. Me and Rob were roomed together, and everybody was stoked as fuck. You know, like the energy was so high that second night. I'm talking about like, you know, it was pretty fucking awesome. So then we went out on the town, dude. This girl came and did tattoos, and like, you, they did these wrestling mat, arm wrestling matches where if you lost. You got to get a tattoo that the winner got to pick out. Oh, my gosh, dude. And then at one point, I'm like, all right, I'm fucking over you guys. I'm taking a taxi back to the motel or hotel where Rob's already sleeping. And uh, and then I heard some music, dude, and went found this mariachi band. And it was like a fucking eight. No, it was like probably 12-piece mariachi band, dude just serenading the locals and it was fucking so beautiful and then it started raining so everybody from that was just standing out in the streets doing their thing they all got squished underneath this covering next to this giant beautifully lit up fucking church right down there in the center of san miguel and this i got goosebumps dude seeing these guys work the crowd i mean and then play these like everybody was singing dude i was recording it on my phone uh, they were packing up to go, and I pulled out a hundred fucking dollar bill, and I'm like, I and I I pulled it out. I wasn't even giving it to them for them to keep playing because I hadn't figured out what how this thing worked yet. I was just like, dude, there's twelve fucking guys, you know, like, and that was amazing. So, but sure enough, that like got the pace set, dude. It started raining, people were paying them. Every time they play a song, the whole band. I mean, they got like cellos and fucking fiddles. And guitars, stand-up bass, the fucking harp, the trumpets, the trombone, the saxophone. No, maybe not a saxophone. But, dude, they would, at the end of each song, the band would all start putting their instruments in the case, and then the lead guy would go out and start working the crowd for money. Oh, my God, dude. But hearing everybody sing together with it raining, and we're all dry, and fucking ears getting flooded with the music, it was so fucking cool. So then it's 1.30. No, nobody else is downtown. I'm like, fuck. Uh, I, get a t- I get a cab and go right back to the place. I was just glad I saved that pen. And Nick was up. So we had one last drink and one last cigarette and talked about the next day. And uh, I think at that point he realized that I wasn't trying to win. <laughs> he probably realized before that. We had a good talk. We had a good bro down. And I really, I know that you know, putting on an event, especially one like this. He was, you know, he was definitely nervous about that last day. I mean, the last day was day three. Let's, let me just read you a little bit out of this book here. That's the challenges for day three. Let's, let's see the, uh, okay, bear with me. Hmm. I don't know if I read this. The second leg of the rally is scheduled to end at the San Miguel de Leon checkpoint. My goal is to arrive by San... Oh, yeah, we already read that. Oh, no. To arrive at San Miguel by 6 p.m. In addition to the Mezcal party night, I also want to get go into downtown and check out a couple of the bars in the main square. 
I know exactly where I'll go. Cantina Cuckoo on the corner of Hidalgo and El Sergentes. And even if I'm full, I'm going to eat two tacos de pastor at the little straight stand right outside of Cuckoo. And I did that. After I fucking listened to that mariachi band, I went down there, dude. He fucking cut it right off the fucking... Oh, my God. It was so good. Uh, two tacos de pastor at the little stand right outside of Cuckoo. I love that I can take my tacos into the bar. It's the only time I eat and smoke at the same time. Like Bill Murray... In Groundhog Day. Anyway, it's really one of the coolest bars in the world. I'm not missing a chance to sit there and have a mezcal. We didn't. Walking the streets of San Miguel makes me want to move to Mexico. The place where we are staying on day two in San Miguel is about a 15-minute walk from the sitter of town. There are so many cool places to stop in and have a cocktail and world-class rooftop bars and interesting people everywhere. Though I generally prefer cantinas, one place that I can't resist, a fancy place, is the bar inside of the restaurant on Diaz de Salende de Bavolos. Yes, I really like mezcal, but I also like whiskey sours. This place makes a, a glorious mezcal sour. I didn't do that shit, but let me tell you what. That fucking bar that I found, I'll post a picture. I'll take a picture of my bike next to the sign because I'm going back to that motherfucker. Okay, there is the uh, the flash, tattoo flash, for uh, that party. There's the day three challenges. All right, here's the day three entry. Day three endurance. By day three, I am definitely feeling tired and self-conscious. The final leg from San Miguel del Alien to Oaxaca is the longest section of riding. It's going to be about 10 hours of riding, maybe more depending on how many challenges I encounter. This is also the day that the environment changes the most over the three days. Once I get south of Puebla, everything starts looking really different. But before that, man, I really need to avoid Mexico City. Every time I'm there, I get pulled over so much. I guess the positive side is that I've learned about all the official paperwork I need to ride in Mexico City, to legally ride in Mexico City. All the stuff is free online. You just have to know. Highway 142 around the city for Mexico, having such a bad reputation for bad water, they have the best mineral waters in the world. Let's start with the obvious Topo Chico from Monterey. In Mexico, Topo Chico is available in three grades of carbonation. Low, referred to sustainable water, mid, what we have as the standard in U.S., and trucker, an extremely high carbonated version of Topo that is only available in Mexico. It's so carbonated that the bottle is bottled in a, in a way thicker than the regular bottles. You'll know it when you pick up the bottle. It's available at Rancho Morello, the Saltillo checkpoint. It is expensive. Dude, so that is the fucking bottle of Topo Chico I had at that gnarly neighborhood in Monterey. I just put it all, I got goosebumps again. I had a fucking bottle of the best Topo Chico in Monterey, Mexico. Dude, in the most dangerous place in Monterey, Mexico. What a fucking amazing trip, Nick. So that was day three. And uh, let's, let me read the uh, challenges for day three. 
Rally challenges for day three. 20 points. Leave San Miguel with a new tattoo. Not going to get that one. Hey, just for the record, this is my first time to read day three challenges. Only because I heard about I heard about one. Here, I'll get to it. 20 points. First to arrive to Oaxaca checkpoint. 15 points. Second to arrive to Oaxaca checkpoint. 25 points to the person who can pick up a passenger from San Miguel party and take them to the Oaxaca party. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so at the fucking party in San Miguel, at the bar, Nick politely asked me if I would take our tattoo artist, I think her name was Devin, to the, if I would take her to Oaxaca the next day. And I was like, you know, he asked me if I would do it. And I'm like, you know, dude, I feel like we're, we bonded. I'm broing down with you, and you asked me to do something. I'm going to do it. So I said, yes, I would do it. And immediately when I woke up the next morning, I'm sitting on the toilet going, I cannot take somebody to fucking Oaxaca, dude. My bike's in fucking limp mode. The throttle doesn't fucking work, dude. You know, I just sent a message like, hey, I'm, I'm going to have to be the guy that's back and I can't do it. She was really happy about that. 20 points to, oh, to visit Orizaba. So this is why I never read these challenge points. It's because somebody had mentioned, hey, are you going to go? Oh, man, well. He said, hey, you're going to go to Orizaba? And I'm like, dude, if, you know, you can get, like, if the f- second day was go to Real de Catorce, I was like, if there's another city they're saying we should go to that's way out of the way, that's what I'm doing. So that was all I concentrated on. 20 points, bring a rooster to the Oaxaca party. 20 points, moto video on that long bridge. Fuck, I think I got that one. 10 points, train video in Oaxaca. Oh, I got a train video in Orizaba. 10 points, Magui Fields. 10 points, checkpoint arrival, celebration shot of Mezcal. Dude, see, I even did some of these. I just didn't know they were challenges. 10 points, bring a bag of oranges to the Oaxaca party. Oh, man, that makes sense. I saw all those oranges there. 20 points, write and sing a song about motorcycles and mezcal. Oh, I can't. You guys fixing to hear some shit. 20 points, create a mezcal cocktail that Rudy approves of. Is that why that fucking, that or, that fucking juice was there? It's got to be. I, I'm such a bad example. You guys, if you're going to do a rally that has challenges, you should read the challenges during the rally. He was giving these papers to us like the night, you know, before. So I don't have any good excuses. Anyways, day three. Uh, I went to sleep like three hours and woke up to ride the longest day of the of the trip. And I was stoked. Oh, what's funny is he said, make sure to avoid Mexico City. I didn't read that. And that's exactly what I didn't do. I wanted, I fucking rode straight into Mexico City. I'm like, fuck, it's Sunday. Like, what better day would it be to go ride through that city uh, than Sunday? And I just remember going through Monterey. Like, if you can stay on the highways and it keeps moving, then it's all going to be good. And that's exactly what happened. And it was fucking so sick, dude. Once again, like, 
It was way more like clean and beautiful. The fucking traffic flowed just right. Now, I was having so much trouble following my, uh, my what do you call it, the GPS in my headset. Yeah, I'm not looking at anything. It's just my GPS is just telling me what to do. And it would say something in Spanish. And I would you know, like go, you know, go right to this, this, whatever the fuck it's saying. And I would look up, right? And there'd be like four different exits to the right, you know? <laughs> like, uh, so I just kept fucking it up and it kept going rerouting, do U-turns, do this. But I just kept going wherever the traffic was flowing. And it was so sick. It took me about an hour and a half. And I finally popped out on the exact side of Mexico City that I needed to be. And I was so fucking pumped, dude. Like, I was really jacked at this point. So I fill up, and now I'm like, all right, now I'm going to Orizaba. Take off going to Orizaba. And then all of a sudden, I run into this fucking big biker gang, dude. Like, they were fucking blowing the, the, uh, the, the, uh, what do you call them? Damn it, damn it, the toll booths. And it would fuck them up, dude. Like, I got stuck in a toll booth because, I don't know, the lady couldn't reset it or some shit. I don't know, it's weird. So anyways, all of a sudden we come up, I fucking blow past those guys after a minute, and then I come up to a traffic jam, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm looking up there, and it looked like there was a fire up there, and I started thinking like, oh shit, I hope that is not one of our people, like, you know, and involved in a wreck. And now I'm starting to see cars turning around. I'm like, oh, this is bad, dude. If the cars are, you know, turning or like trying to fucking Austin Powers their way around to go backwards and there's no place to go, even if they do turn around, I'm like, this isn't good. And sure enough, right at that time, fucking George pulls up on his BMW and he's like, dude, that's fucking nuts. There's a protest back there. They're fucking burning tires and trees the roads blocked off we got to go elsewhere so i fucking i look around we, there's a gas station off the side of this fucking toll road go around back there's like this mechanic shop and they got a gate you know i'm like hey dude let us out of this gate and they fucking start mean mugging me and i'm like what the fuck dude I, so i look back and george is behind me i'm like this guy will give you a hundred american dollars if you'll open that gate for us and sure enough, they opened that gate and they tried to get... No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. But they were like, fucking, just two guys? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's just the two of us. And I was like, just hoping they would open it up before that fucking biker king finds us and like comes over there. And then there's like, you know, a fuck ton of people trying to go out this gate. You know, because like a toll road, you're not really supposed to leave the toll... There's not supposed to be other ways to get on it or, you know, whatever. The guy lets us out. Now we're blasting down dirt roads and farm fields and shit. And it was way fucking cool. And got right on the highway, and sure enough, there was no traffic now. Like, nobody's on the highway. Me and George are ripping, dude. And then George just leaves me because his bike's not in fucking limp mode. I'm like, no way, dude. And my throttle was all, and then all of a sudden, my throttle wasn't fucked up anymore, and I took off, and I'm like, chasing him down. I'm like, oh, now I'm getting fucking stoked. And we come to this split where you either go to Orizaba or you go to Oaxaca. And he fucking went to Oaxaca, and I went to Orizaba. And it was so fucking sick, dude. The road going there was like just, you could fucking rail, dude. And you know those big, like, pull-offs for trucks when they're going downhill and their brakes quit working? There's a bunch of those. That's how you know it's a good road. Like, just normal roads don't have that shit. 
But on one of those, it was the first time for me to see an 18-wheeler that needed to use that motherfucker. Yeah, dude. It had gone up and, like, fucking imploded, dude. There was a bunch of Mexicans riding their dirt bike up the mountain and getting toilet paper or whatever it was and taking that shit down. I was like, that's fucking cool. Then I go to the center of Orizaba, and there's, like, this crazy church, and there's, like, uh, those fucking gondolas going up to the fucking mountain. There's, like, no snow. It's just, like, a sightseeing thing, dude. And there was, like, this big underground playground. It was fucking crazy. And this was another really old town and, like, the coolest fucking roads. And, oh, my God, it was fucking beautiful. So then I find a place to park. I saw all these flowers, like these flower shops, like bouquets, like, you know, cut flowers. I was smelling them. I was like, damn, I'm parked right here. Then I realized the whole street is fucking fresh flowers, dude. I was just like, no way. And I happened to park right in front of this little bitty spot that's like the size of a bed, dude. And there was like four tables with four chairs apiece. And we're just like, you know, elbow to elbow. I just got the special. I don't know what it was, but it was everything of what it was. And in that little fucking space was a was in this giant warehouse of even more flowers. So now I'm like, oh, just taking pictures and sending them to my wife, man. It was... It's pretty fucking cool. So, but since that road was shut down, I didn't want to go back and like get in a pinch or whatever. So I took the the Libre way out of Orizaba and it was fucking so rad. Okay, so um, what I understand about road building is we've gotten better at it, right? Well, this road wasn't built recently. Now it's been maintained recently and the fucking pavement was nice. But dude, it was like, you know, you couldn't go real fast because the turns were so fucking sharp, but a lot of them were banked. And I mean, you could go fast, but it wasn't like they ain't building roads like that anymore. They're just not doing it. You know, it's just not, <laughs> fuck, it's not safe, dude. But it was so fucking sick. Uh, and I got out of there, dude. And I'm like, dude, that was so rad. And then, and just like the thing said, like, it, the fucking temperature changed, dude. The landscape turned to fucking sand, rocks, and cactus, dude. Like, giant fucking cactus. And next thing you know, I'm like, on the fucking mountaintops. Go through the fucking Oaxaca state line, and it was fucking beautiful, dude. Oh, my gosh. And now this road, you could haul ass. And I was doing that, dude. I was on it. And, uh, you know passing cars that were passing other cars going and it was like it reminded me anybody that went to nepal of I me mean, it was like riding in nepal except for being on a fucking royal infield that only goes like 70 i was on a fucking harley that was in limp mode but you know it was going 90 plus if the wind was right and i was going downhill i got over 100 multiple times but it had to be like lots of things had to line up and uh Oh, my God, it was so sick. So many fucking close calls. Then I started seeing, like, dirt roads off down into this fucking canyon. And I'm like, uh, you know, I didn't come here on the Pan American for nothing, motherfucker. So I take off and I go down in this fucking canyon on this sick dirt road. And it's just fucking Joshua trees and cat. Oh, dude, it was fucking beautiful. And, and at this point, my GoPro quit working after Mexico City. I'm like, so bummed that I didn't get any of that. But I saw so I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to pull the drone out. 
Because I'm like down in this canyon, you know, like there's... Well, then as I'm fucking undoing my bag, I look over to my right and like under this tree, there's like this little chill spot where you can tell some people were just chilling, you know, like they weren't working. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but there was there was just signs of people there. And I start fucking thinking cartel and I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. I just jump on the bike, zip back up, get on the road, not fucking two miles down the road, fucking... The berries are out, dude. Two Federales, lights on, just blasting back to where I came from. Like, oh, shit. All right, I'm going to stay on the road. This is Mexico. And later I talked to Sebastian. He did the same thing by Orizaba and got approached by some dudes with rocks. And, dude, they got real aggressive with him, tried to take his fucking helmet, you know. Didn't believe that he was taking pictures of trees and his bike and shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm back on this fucking road, hauling ass, just loving it. Uh, Get to Oaxaca, and Oaxaca, what a wild fucking place that is. Once again, super old fucking town, brick brick road, rock, brick, tile. I don't know, man. And there's definitely political shit going on. Manuel was telling me, like, there was tons of graffiti, and a lot of it was, like, politically uh, based or associated and... Man, what a beautiful place. It was so rad. So get there, and I'm like, I'm just before dark, dude. Nobody's even there. Like, I saw, I think, Sebastian and his girl. Or I saw somebody walking out of the place where we were parking our bikes. But I, just, I didn't see anybody else, you know? They were, all going, they were all getting something to eat somewhere. I don't know. I didn't realize that we were staying at it. I thought we were staying where we parked our bikes. That was not the case. So I took off walking, uh, went down to the city square, got me a fucking a steak. I, this, I guess the guy thought I wanted American food. Uh, I thought he was serving me some kind of fucking Oaxaca dish after the Oaxaca drink he gave me, but that wasn't the case. Anyways, less than desirable food that night. And then I get back, and they're doing like a rooftop, mezcal tasting where they're getting a presentation by a guy who makes mezcal and at that point i just wanted to talk to all these motherfuckers about riding through mexico city and orizaba and like how was their ride what's up with the fucking protests and you know it was like a it was a weird situation they this guy was on a different level luckily nick noticed he was like all right i gotta shut this motherfucker up because these motherfuckers are ready to go that's exactly what happened uh and we drank mezcal and fucking uh, the awards got presented. And uh, Sebastian, what was Sebastian riding? I think Sebastian was on a Triumph Tiger. Isn't that what I said? Let's see, Brandon. Sebastian, oh yeah, he was the, this is the majestic photo of him on a 2019 Triumph Scrambler. He even wrote a fucking song about motorcycles and mezcal. He sang it, dude. Uh, the th- three guys did the whole thing together. There was two guys on a Harley and one guy on a Scrambler. They showed up with fuck. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. Holy shit. So we're up there partying, right? It's fucking dark. It's been dark, dude. And I'm like, where's Rob at? Nobody's fucking seen or heard from Rob in like four hours. And I'm like, this is exactly why 
he couldn't go on the Desperado run. I'm like freaking out. So I'm like, dude, we got to go fucking get him. Like, we got to go look, we got to go do something. Like, I'm not just going to, I'm going to have a hard time just hanging out here, enjoying this evening, knowing that Rob's not here, but he's supposed to be. So I talked to Billy. Billy, I thought was a really cool guy, but as soon as I mentioned fucking hot rodding his van back into the fucking mountains of Oaxaca, you know, 10 o'clock at night, he just disappeared, which is probably a good move. Uh, so then I moved down to uh, the, the guy at the front desk. Luckily, Manuel speaks great Spanish because that, there's a barrier there, and I was having a hard time telling this guy what I needed to do. Manuel stepped up. I'm like, dude, we'll just get us a fucking truck, man. We'll pay somebody. We start pointing out on the map where we need to go, and he's like, ah, dude, I don't know about that. And I'm like, Manuel, like... We need, this is, we got to do something, you know, this guy. And anyways, they figure something out or maybe they don't. And then all of a sudden this car pulls up and it's got three fucking chickens. These guys are bringing to the party. Yeah. Cause they're, dude, they're killing it. So Manuel talks the people, the chicken people into taking us. Now I'm like, all right, well, I guess we'll just sit right there where the fucking chickens were shitting and go find Rob and, uh. Right then, Rob fucking, I see, at first I see the lights and I hear that goofy fucking BMW motor. And I'm like, that sounds familiar, that looks familiar. It's fucking Rob, dude. Oh my gosh, it was so fucking good to see Rob showing up in Oaxaca, finishing the Mezcal Motor Rally. He got stuck in a parade, dude. They were like, they hoisted him up. He rolled into this small town, dude. They thought he was fucking Jesus Christ himself. Paraded him around town on their shoulders, and he was just tossing out gloves and flowers and kissing ladies and shaking babies. I was like, man, I'd have been late too if that happened to me. So, but he made it, and I was sick. And then, and then we went up and did the awards, uh, and it was it was a, a great ending to a fucking fabulous run. Uh, there, I mean, yeah, I, everybody was so fucking cool that it was on it. The people that were riding, the people that were in the chase vehicle, taking care of all the logistics. I mean, the rooms were all, everything was just ready for us everywhere. And uh, it was really amazing. And I hope that they continue to do this. I hope it grows. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a tough one. How deciding how much you let it grow. I would like to be a part of it uh, and maybe help out with some of the challenges. And dude, I don't. I mean, whatever. I just want to help grow it because it was such a cool idea and such a fun event. And, you know, even though I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I, I challenge myself enough, okay? And I honestly, and, and I say that, but I went down there to win, dude. I went down there to fucking outride everybody's pace, to do all. I, like, I literally was thinking that I was going to be competitive in this event. And from day one, I was not competitive at all. But yet, I had the most amazing time. So thank you for spurring this uh, ride. I really, I really do appreciate Brian for reaching out to me you know, three years ago. And uh, Nick, I, I respect what you do. And I, you know, I'm glad that you're doing it. And I'm not. Uh, but I would love to help even more next time. So... You guys pay attention. There will be a video out of uh, this beautiful girl named Jade. Uh, 
was filming and interviewing people, I was lucky enough to, I mean, I was, I was unlucky. I did not get interviewed. You will not see me in this video. So if it looks like Danger Dan wasn't on the Mezcal Motor Rally, uh, it looks that way when you tally up the points as well. So, and speaking of points, let's see. Day three, I got 20 points for the visit to Orizaba. So there's 20 points there, right? Day two, I got 10 points for Billy's favorite beer. I got 10 points for the best tacos of San Miguel, and I got 25 for, what is that? For Real de Catorce. So that's 20 plus 25, 45, 55, 65. And then the first day... I got 10 points, so I got 75 points out of a lot more possible. So, dude, that was my experience on the Mezcal Moto Rally. And uh, after I left Oaxaca, they were all hanging out doing like a Mezcal tasting tour, farm facility. What Little did I know, at leaving Oaxaca, it was just nothing but fucking fields of Mezcal. And knowing a little bit about how they make it from the last podcast I did with Nick, dude, they were fucking, they had that shit on fire all over the place, dude. I stopped and bought some more Mezcal. They were making it right there. They, they fucking pile up all the leaves. They burn it to like this specific color or consistency. They roll it up. Uh, you know, it's quite a process. And the fucking, I mean, they were just fields of this agave on really cool towns that probably do nothing but make and sell mezcal. In the road, dude, you keep going on that road from there south, it was so fucking, it was literally like, it was better than the devil's backbone. And I know if there's any desperados listening, you're going, no way. And I'm like, yes, it was better than the devil's backbone. So... We're dreaming up, dreaming up another Desperado run. I want to give a shout-out to a couple of guys, too, that, that actually came down and met us in Mexico. The first night, a guy named Dwayne, who we'd been texting. Uh, we had a friend, a mutual friend that put us in touch. He's been wanting to ride his bike, his motorcycle down to Mexico. <clears throat> Just asked me a couple questions. I told him about this event. He fucking showed up on his bicycle from Dallas, Texas. This motherfucker showed up on his bicycle uh, to Saltillo the first night. Now, when I get there and I'm talking to Nick, Nick's like, yeah, dude, somebody fucking rode this bicycle to see you tonight from Texas. And I'm like, yeah, fucking right. And I don't think anything of it. And then later, you know, at that point, I hadn't really like familiarized myself with everybody because I met everybody that morning in the dark and we left. So I sit down next to this old dude at the fucking, at the table and, hey, what's your name? He's like, oh, I'm Dwayne. And we just start talking. And then I put it together. I'm like, motherfucking Dwayne, who I've been texting? You're like, this is you. You're not. Oh, my God. You got to be shitting me. And then the last night in Oaxaca, I got my fucking Texas edition Choppers Magazine t-shirt on. And some dude walks by and goes, I got fucking Choppers. And I'm like, yeah, what do you, you know, well, okay. He's like, dude, I got pan heads and shovel heads and flat heads. And I was like, no fucking way. 
This guy named Andy from Humboldt was in Oaxaca with his family, visiting some other family, and listened to the show. I was like, you got to be fucking shitting me right now. What a fucking amazing time to be alive. 2022. Uh, Anyways, I rode from Oaxaca down to Tapachula, and I am... Wish I'd have got a hotel I could smoke and I'd just be ashing on my bed right now. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that recap. Uh, make sure you follow Mezcal Moto Rally and pay attention if this sounds like something you'd like to do. And if it sounds like something you'd like to do and you don't want to wait on the Mezcal, throw your fucking own, dude. You know, like you can always just ride into Mexico. Uh, it's pretty cool that they offered this way to do it, though. So, and Susto Mezcal, they sponsored this event. And honestly, out of all the mezcal I've tried, except for the stuff I bought today because I haven't tried it, Susto has been the best. It's just the fucking cleanest, like, uh, well, it's just fucking really good. Uh, Susto. Thank you, Susto. And thank you to all the riders. You know, I've said thank you a thousand fucking times. Um, anyways, that's the first update from the road. Yeah.